Hey, good morning, Radiant Lifers. My name is uh, Brandon. If you're a guest here this morning, thanks for checking us out online. Uh, we're in a teaching series called At the Movies. And uh, I think the, the word that Pastor Ryan was looking for was Android phones. So if you're an Android user, uh, you can check out the podcast uh, there as well. So uh, we always have a little... Uh, I don't know, I guess a battle going back and forth uh, between iPhones and Android sort of thing. So uh, get out of here sort of thing. So uh, we love to, to go back and forth. And uh, Pastor Ryan just snuck uh, more of the props off of the stage. Uh, you should pay attention to week one compared to week four on this teaching series and notice if there's any candies that are missing. Just a little Easter egg there for you guys to, to look for. So uh, I'm so glad that you're joining us here this morning. Uh, we're, we're in the teaching series called At the Movies. And so we're looking at different movies and we're looking at different stories in the Bible and seeing if there's any parallels to those things. And so this week, uh, we're looking at the movie, uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And so Tom Hanks, he plays Fred Rogers. And Fred Rogers, uh, man, he spanned so many decades, so many generations of people uh, that he impacted in homes. And I just think it's awesome. Now, just so you know, uh, the movie's really not about Fred Rogers. It's actually about this other guy, which we'll, we'll get to him in just a moment. But just to kind of to give us the lens of what we're going to look at today, I just want to look at a quote from Fred Rogers. This isn't actually from the movie, but this is just a quote that's actually from Fred Rogers. He says, forgiveness is a strange thing. So I just want to set the tone with that, that forgiveness, it seems like it's strange. Like, we know that we should forgive, but there's times that it's really difficult to forgive. And so it's really strange. Like we know that we should, but sometimes it's very difficult to be able to do that. And so this, mu this movie is absolutely beautiful, uh, and it's in a beautiful neighborhood. And in fact, the way they kind of start off the movie is, is almost like one of his episodes that he would have. And uh, he comes in, and I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to sing the song. I've had a lot of people tell me to sing the song. There's a reason why I'm not leading the worship team. I'm just saying that right now. So I'm not going to sing the song. But he comes out, he sings a song, he does the sweater thing, he tosses the sweater, and then he sits down and he has a picture board, and he begins to have a conversation. And this is how the whole movie opens up. It just sets the tone for the whole movie. And he sits down, and he has this picture board, and he opens up each one of these little doors, and there's a picture of all of his different friends. And then he shares about his friend Lloyd, Lloyd Vogel, which is based on a journalist uh, who wrote for uh, uh, Esquire magazine. And uh, th this character, Lloyd, is based on this guy in the, uh, that was a journalist for Esquire magazine. And we see this interesting story with Lloyd. Um, and where it really escalates is actually at his sister's wedding. And he has an encounter with his dad. And you could sense like a little bit of attention, like there's just something uneasy about Lloyd. I mean, he's a journalist. He's been awarded. He's really good at writing articles. 
Uh, but there's just this tension. There's something behind the scenes that you can't quite figure out. And you see this scene play out where he's at his own sister's wedding, and dad walks uh, his sister down the aisle, and now they're in their reception, and there's, they literally get into a fist fight. Like, it's just, it's absolutely ugly. And in fact, for most of the movie, Lloyd actually has bruises on his face. And uh, Mr. Rogers, uh, Tom Hanks that plays, he has this line at the very beginning of the movie, and he says, have you felt so angry you wanted to hurt someone or yourself. And of course, he does it in the Fred Rogers way, where it's just present in the moment. He's gentle in his words. He says them so meticulously and, and slow in the way that he shares them. And he said, have you ever felt so angry you wanted to hurt someone or yourself? I mean, there's been times that I've been upset, and maybe I've thought some thoughts, but I wasn't actually going to follow through with any of it, you know? You're driving down the road, and like, yeah, I'm just going to bump them off the side of the road. I'm sure none of you guys deal with the road rage. That's just my own issues that I have. But I wouldn't actually do it to someone but he asked this question that just really makes you search your soul. And so this whole movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, goes through this journey with Lloyd and uh, dealing with uh, some anger issues. But we, f- we begin uh, to figure out what and why he has some of these anger issues. So I'm just going to pause the story here And I want us to look at a story in uh, the Bible that kind of almost parallels this similar idea. So if you have your Bible or your tablet, go ahead and go to Genesis chapter 37. Now, uh, this story plays out through multiple chapters. We're not going to read all those chapters, I promise you. Uh, I'm just going to give a couple of highlights uh, to just kind of emphasize the point. And in uh, chapter 37, we uh, read this story about Joseph. And uh, Joseph, uh, he was dad's favorite. Uh, he had multiple brothers. And there's been a, a line of dysfunction in the family sort of thing. And you, I mean, it's straight up like Jerry Springer stuff. It really is. It is messed up. So it really, it starts in chapter 12 of Genesis, if you really want to see all the dysfunction. But we're just going to look at 37 with Joseph. And I'm just going to highlight and show you kind of uh, the, the, the relationship that Joseph has with his brother. So uh, Genesis chapter 37, and we're going to start at verse 4. Uh, when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. For one, if you're a parent, don't pick a favorite child. It's not going to go well. But there's a, that's part of the dysfunction there. And maybe you live in a home that you got that sibling that you're, uh, you're jealous about. We, we can talk about that later. But just look at the way that the brothers respond to Joseph. They hated him. And in fact, we're going to see this. In, in the course of a paragraph, this word hate gets brought up several times. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. God had blessed Joseph with being able to interpret dreams, and and it plays out through all of his story. And and, uh, he had this dream, and he told his brothers, and they hated him for it. Uh, His brothers said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will, Will you actually rule us? 
And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. So uh, Joseph had this dream that he was going to rule over them. And he was the little guy. He was the favorite. They despised him. So I just really, I mean, we could really spend weeks on all these stories. But just get the gist of the animosity between Joseph and his brothers. And and what, what plays out through all these chapters, I wish we had time to unpack all these, but Basically, they hated him so much that they beat him up. They, they sold him into slavery. And then uh, while uh, he was a slave, he ended up finding favor in an officer for Pharaoh and, and moves his way up. And then uh, the Potiphar, who's the officer, his wife kind of has the eye on Joseph. And some, uh, she tried to do some inappropriate things there. And Joseph gets accused and gets thrown back into prison. So his brothers beat him up. He gets sold into slavery. He kind of comes up out of the ashes, so to speak, to just get thrown back into prison. And then, like I said, God has gifted him with being able to interpret dreams, and it actually gets him all the way to Pharaoh, uh, to second place, so to speak. He was second in charge. Only Pharaoh was above him in all of the land. And and so there's a lot of story there. We covered a lot of ground, and we'll get back to the story, but I want to get back to uh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And so um, Lloyd, you, you see these different things playing out with him. But then you would see these multiple scenes where Fred Rogers was great at just being present in the moment. That he would, like, all the things around you didn't matter. He was focused right on you. He, he was able to, to make you feel special sort of thing. And there was all these different interactions that Lloyd had with Fred. And, and, and uh, Lloyd was working through a lot of these issues that he had with his dad. And, and dad kept trying to come into his life and try to build this relationship since that wedding. And when they got into the fist fight, and Lloyd just kept pushing him away, kept pushing him away. Meanwhile, Fred is trying to pour into him sort of thing, connect with him, hear his story. And finally, Lloyd just kind of gets to a breaking point. And he begins to try to reestablish his relationship with his dad. And he finds out his dad is deathly sick. In fact, this is a picture from uh, literally his deathbed in the movie. And Lloyd's dad realizes at the end of his life that um, he's messed up a lot. And he asks forgiveness to Lloyd, like he confesses these things, he admits these things, and he asks for forgiveness from Lloyd. And that's how a a, a lot of this movie plays out. And I think there's three things that we can pull out of not only Joseph's story, but also this movie. And the first one is this, that your unforgiveness can affect generations. Your unforgiveness can affect generations. We don't necessarily think like that. We're, we're just trying to get to the end of the day or maybe next week. Uh, you know, if you bought a 2020 planner, that was probably a poor mistake for this year sort of thing. Uh, but we don't necessarily think with different generations. But God's all about generations. And our unforgiveness can affect generations after us. Here's another quote from Fred. This isn't from the movie, but this is another quote 
from Fred Rogers. He says, like all of life's important coping skills, the ability to forgive and the capacity to let go of resentments most likely take root very early in our lives. I mean, there's so much, there's so much wisdom in that. And so, this generation right here, like him asking for forgiveness, dad realizing that he had made some wrongs and trying to make it right with his son. And Lloyd, Lloyd even had his own family. But let's go back to Joseph's narrative back in Genesis. Then he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept. And Benjamin embraced him, weeping. And he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Afterward, his brothers talked with him. So he didn't, Joseph didn't harbor any bitterness for them beating him up, selling him into slavery. He could have blamed them for having to go to prison sort of thing. He, he chose to forgive his brothers. And I think that there's generations that were affected by Joseph forgiving his brothers I mean, Joseph had started a family. He had kids. He could have talked about his brothers poorly, but he chose to forgive them. I would have loved, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall on when this played out. And just the, the embrace and the weeping and the, the release and the forgiveness just coming in on this scene. Because generations can be affected if we don't forgive people, because Lloyd had a decision. He has his wife and his child, and he could carry those things on to this next generation if he didn't choose to forgive his dad. The writer of Hebrews puts it like this. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. I mean, Lloyd, he could have chose to not forgive his dad and had all that bitter root go in and that would affect his child. Same thing with Joseph. Joseph didn't have to choose to, to forgive his brothers and that could have affected his kids where they would have hated their uncle and all their cousins sort of thing. Like it literally would affect generations. The second point is it is a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. We can choose to forgive. We don't have to forgive. It literally is a choice. We're not forced to do it. Forgiveness is a choice. In fact, Peter, he approached uh, Jesus about this. He said, Peter goes to Jesus and said, hey, how many times should I forgive my brother and my sister? And Jesus responds, I tell you, not seven times, but 70 times seven. That's a lot. Paul, who, <laughs> he, he had uh, to work through a lot of things. He was a church destroyer to a church planter. And uh, he wrote to this uh, church. And this comes from one of my favorite chapters in all of the scripture. There's so much there. It's so rich. And Paul writes, he says, Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, Put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, 
bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. But did you catch that, friends? We have to choose. This is as close as I can get to Mr. Rogers right here. Putting on my sweater here. We choose to put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and forgiving other people. We choose to put those things on. We have that choice to put those things on. The last point that I think that we can take away from this story is that your forgiveness can have a ripple effect on others. If you choose to forgive, it can have a ripple effect on others. I suppose if you choose not to forgive, that could have a ripple effect as well. But let's go back to Joseph's story and let's see this ripple effect because he chose to forgive his brothers. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother, Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. When the news reached Pharaoh's palace that Joseph's brothers had come, Pharaoh and all his officials were pleased. Pharaoh and all his officials saw the forgiveness that Joseph extended to his brothers. It's such a beautiful thing. And so I'm sitting here and I'm watching this movie and I'm, I'm watching, I mean, Tom Hanks just killed it. And, I, and I'm just, I'm watching this movie and it's like, man, I, like, I want to be more like Fred Rogers in life. I don't know that I could talk that slow all the time. Uh, but what does it look like to be more like Fred Rogers? And so that's the question. How can you be like Fred Rogers to others? But really, that's not the right question to ask. The right question to ask is, how can you be Jesus to others? How can you be like Jesus to others? Because maybe you're sitting there like, Brandon, hey, great, I get it. I'm supposed to forgive just like God forgave me. I get that. But I really, I'm, I'm not harboring anything. I don't have that bitter root. Well, maybe, maybe you put on the sweater, so to speak, and you be Jesus to someone else and help them find freedom through forgiveness. What does it look like to be that person, to be Fred Rogers to Lloyd? Maybe Who's your Lloyd? Who do you need to walk with and help them find freedom in their life? And maybe, maybe you're, maybe you're sitting there and you're realizing that maybe you need forgiveness. Maybe you're sitting there and you realize that you have done some things wrong, that you've messed up. You've said some things, you've done some things, 
and, and you're sick and tired of doing it and you said it was going to be the last time and you just did it this week. You know, in the church world, we have this fancy word, we just call it sin. And sin breaks our relationship with God. And that's why we celebrated Easter just a couple weeks ago, is Jesus came to build that relationship back to God. And so when we ask God to come into our life, when we accept that Jesus came, lived, died, three days later rose from the grave, if we believe that and we make Jesus the Lord and Savior, we are forgiven. 1 John 1.9 says, if, if we confess our sins, that God, that God is faithful and he is just, and that he will forgive us and he will cleanse us from all of these bad things that we have done. And so friend, maybe you're sitting there and you just need to ask for forgiveness from God. I just, I just wanna lead you through a prayer because you can start that relationship today. You can be forgiven and made right in God's sight because of what Jesus did. And you can begin to find freedom Maybe you need to forgive others uh, and you can't do that yet. When you ask God to be the Lord and Savior of your life, he gives us the Holy Spirit. And it's the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the grave. And that spirit that can raise a dead man can raise this forgiveness inside of your heart. And so I can't encourage you enough to, to pray this very simple prayer and ask God into your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to empower you to forgive. But maybe you're just sitting there right now and I just, I need to be forgiven. I need to release these things. So this is how you do it. Just, just follow me right where you're sitting right now through this prayer. Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for what I've done. And maybe right now, you just, you say those things out loud right now. Just name it. Just give it to him. I'm sorry for what I've done. Will you forgive me and cleanse me from those things? I believe that Jesus came and lived and died and came back alive for me. And would you fill me with your Holy Spirit and strengthen me? And I pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. It's literally that simple, friend. So if you prayed that prayer, uh, would you message us if you're on Facebook? Send us a message. Uh, put your hand up right now. If you're watching us on the live stream, there's a, there's a thing happening right now in the chat. Just let us know. If you need prayer, if you're in our live stream right now, you can request prayer right now. Don't do this alone. We have pastors, we have people ready to pray with you. It's all private. And I can't encourage you enough to head over there right now. But if you took that step of faith, there is a celebration in heaven. And those chains that were holding you down are going to be broken. I had a lot of chains, friend, and man, they are broken. And we're going to celebrate that here in just a moment in a song. 
So Lord, for that person who uh, prayed that prayer, we celebrate that with you. Thank you for moving in this person's life. Lord, for some of us that we've been in relationship, we know we need to forgive. So Holy Spirit, would you fill us and strengthen us to forgive that person that we need to forgive. And we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. We'll see you guys later.